say the game is getting old. Monday morning and your coffee's cold. Life is not what you want it to be. You need another Hello everyone and welcome to a new direction. My name is Jay Izzo and oh you are in for a special treat. I mean special and I mean treat. I am telling you today. Wow. That's what I'm going to tell you. Wow. Because you know why? Yeah. I have Dr. C. Elman Scott. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That Dr. C. Yeah. Yeah. Her. Yes. She is on the show today and she is going to blow your mind. Can you say boom? Because that's what she's going to do. I am telling you, she has written this most outstanding book, Decide Your Future. And by the way, it's more than just your future. It is about deciding your success. It's about deciding your success on all four levels that we're going to talk about. And and thank you, everybody, who's joining us live. Holy cow. All of you, CastBox FM Live, uh, Facebook Live, all of you joining me live. Wow. Thank you for joining us live. This is awesome. And then, you know, I got to give a shout out because... You know, listen, you know, I'm on Oak 93.5 FM and and they have been so good to us and they replay the shows on Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and then again on Sundays at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. So, hey, folks who listen to the Oak FM, thank you so much. Hey, Joelle, Pam, Robert, uh, Linda, uh, AMKH, all of you, thank you so much. Robert DeShelter, he said, I'm here. Good for you. So, listen, we're going to talk to Dr. C. Elman Scott. She's going to be fantastic. You're going to love her. She's fun. She's funny. She is brilliant. Brilliant. I'm just telling you she's brilliant and you're going to love her. But let's do what we do every week. You know what I do every week, right? I check in with you to find out in the four areas of your life, how are you doing, right? I believe that we are four-part people. We are physical people, we are mental people, we're emotional people, and we're spiritual people, right? And they all kind of work together, right? It's what they do. So let's check in with you in those four areas of your life. So physically, on a scale of one to 10, one being miserable, 10 being outstanding, five being average, where are you all at out there physically, right? What what are you where are you at physically right I mean are you like a three because you just ugh, right or are you like an eight and you're feeling man I'm physically feeling really really good right so what what is that number for you and then I need to ask you you know why are you that number right that's the first question and then the second question is okay what can you do to get to the next number right the goal here is not to get from a three to a ten the goal here is if you are a three get to a four if you're an eight can you maybe get to an 8.5 because you know the higher you get up on the scale it's sometimes harder to get to that next number so you have to do the little things to get yourself up towards that next number so on that scale of one to ten where are you at physically and what are you going to do about it right what can you do now what can you do right now can you can you do can you have you used that gym membership you remember that gym membership you said, you know, on January 1st that you were going to do? Have you done it? Have you, have you been, maybe that's something you can do. Maybe, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's, you know, putting the fork down, pushing the plate away. Maybe it's eating the right things. It could be a variety of things that you can do right now that you could change to get yourself to the next number. All right. So you got that number in your head scale of one to 10. All right. That's your first number. Second, we're going to talk about mental, right? Scale of one to 10, same scale. One's miserable. 10's outstanding. Where are you at mentally? And what I mean by that is, you know, we have two halves of our brain. We have a right side of our brain and a left side of our brain. The right side of our brain is more of our creative side. The left side of our brain is more of the logical side. What are you doing to feed that, those halves of the brain, right? What are you, what, what are you consuming 
Or are you letting things be consuming to you, right? Because sometimes, you know, we get so much misinformation that what happens is we're really not consuming anything that's helping either side of our brain. But you can do things to enhance both sides of the brain. You can read a really good book. I would recommend, like, you know, Decide Your Future. That's a really good book that'll work both sides of your brain, <laughs> you know? Or, you know, what you could do is you could take up an instrument. That works both sides of your brain. Or, or maybe learn a new language. Things that There's so many things that you can do to enhance the mental side of your of your being. So same questions, you know, why are you that number if mentally? Uh, and, and then what can you do about it? And, and then what are you going to do about it right now? All right, so you got two numbers. you got a physical number and a mental number. Let's talk about the emotional number. Same scale. One's miserable. Ten is outstanding. Emotionally, how are you doing? And what I mean by that is emotionally, there's two things. We sometimes we'll say in psychology, we'll talk about emotional quotient or emotional intelligence. I'm referring to here is something much more simpler than all of that, and that is how well are you able to control your emotions? Like when, when something bad happens, right? How well are you able to control your emotions? Because, you know, your emotions are a decision, okay, ultimately. You can control your emotions. You can do those things if you are purposeful uh, about your emotional state, right? You you can. You you know, I I used to give this uh, example to my psychology class. And I used to tell them, I, I used to say, you know what, you could kick me in the shin. And, you know, I have a whole bunch of responses. I don't have to be angry. I don't have to be sad. I could laugh. I could run away. I can control those emotions if I want to. So that's the first part of the emotional part of that that number. But then the second part of that number is how well are you able to tune into the emotions of others, right? Are you able to emote with them? Are you able to understand their emotions? Are you? And I'm not talking about sympathy. I'm talking about empathy. I'm talking about can you can you actually put yourself in their shoes and feel what they feel, right? That's all part of the emotional number that I'm talking about here. So on that scale of one to ten, where do you think you're at emotionally, right? And then, you know, what can you do to change? You know, what what are the actions that you could take to change your emotions? All right, you got that. So you got three numbers, physical, mental, emotional. And then finally, the spiritual number, right? Same scale, one's miserable, ten's outstanding. Where are you at spiritually? And what I mean by that is, you know, what gives you a sense of peace? What gets you centered? What gives you a sense of joy? I didn't say happiness. I said a sense of joy. That's a whole different thing. And 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 what do you do to do that, right? For some people, it's God. For some people, it's nature. For some people, uh, they they believe in you know doing a meditational state. And so my question is, how is that going for you? And 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 then what's that number? And then what do you do to make it different and make it better, right? Because that's the point. Because you get into the next number. And so you have four numbers, right? And so your numbers, right? Physical, mental, emotional, spiritual. You got to think of those as like sitting on a chair. Right, and each number is a leg of that chair. And if the if the if all four of the, if they're uneven, those numbers are uneven, right? Well, the chair's crooked and it's hard to sit in. And then if the numbers are all low, well, it's pretty hard to sit in the chair. Our point is that we want to get our numbers as high as we can so that the chair becomes more comfortable and we have them on an even level. So I hope that you are have a really nice chair because the person that I'm about to talk to you about. She is somebody who is even in all four areas and keeps them at the right level. Her name is Dr. C. Omen Scott, and she is a media psychologist, author, and international keynote speaker. Dr. C. has over 25 years of experience as an actress, TV host, and narrator. You've seen her, I promise, including voiceovers for more than 100 productions. Dr. C. is a seasoned television producer who has successfully transitioned from working in front of the camera 
to working behind the camera. She's a published author of both text and audiobooks. She's also the writer of TV commercials, infomercials, episodic and how-to daytime TV programs, music videos, and thought-provoking uh, and other thought-provoking media. Dr. Seed's tips for the body, mind, and spirit. Um, you know, she is. Uh, she still works in film, and she cherry picks TV. Matter of fact, she told me she was working on a project that she's considering or not considering. She writes inspiring self-help books and magazine columns, and is a voting member of the Academy of Television Arts and Sciences. She's also a member of SAG. If you've heard of that, that's Screen Actors Guild. She currently spends much of her time lecturing throughout the world and appearing as a television host or guest, offering infotainment, which I love, and lively, enlightening self-help. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show, Dr. C. Alma Scott. Dr. C., welcome to A New Direction. Jay, thank you so much. I sure hope I can live up to all this. Wow, <laughs> I am overwhelmed. <laughs> well, that's it's awesome. Good, because you overwhelmed me with this book, because this book is outstanding. It's called uh, Decide, Decide Your Future, and I really... Uh, when I read this book uh, from cover to cover, as uh, as I, I told you and I tell all my listeners, I was like, wow, this book was like, this book was like, in, it was inspiring, motivating, empowering, encouraging. It was, uh, it was logical. It was creative. It um, just really, um, really was a book that was just so full rounded and it had everything. Everything from you had the research, the re, not only the research that has been done over the course of the years, but you've done your own research with over 20,000 people that you've talked to and interviewed over the course of time. And I was just blown away by this book because it was so much more than just your future. This is about your success. This is about living a life that you should be living. This is about making the decisions that can make your life so much greater and better, and I was just really so happy to read it. And so the first thing I want to say to you is thank you for writing this book because this book is outstanding, and I know it, it, you're passionate about it. Absolutely. You're more than welcome. And I just want to say when you said my success or your success, everyone's success looks a little different, and that's the way it's supposed to be. Nobody needs to be another Dr. C. No one needs to be another Dr. J. <laughs> and no. we, can, we can do great things with the things that are within us. And so it's good to get in touch with those things. I think that exercise that you do is just brilliant. Thank Thanks you. for that. You're very welcome. Thank you. So let's, let's dig right into the book because you talk about in the book that decisions are that we make thousands of decisions a day, but every decision kind of is like a domino effect or we build on the decisions. Talk a little bit more about how our decisions really do, even the smallest ones affect us. Yes, because every time you make a decision, you're either advancing or you can be going sideways or backwards. And if you want to go forwards in your life, it's really important that we make good decisions and we're always propelling ourselves forwards and we're not taking ourselves sideways or in a direction we don't want to go. And quite often people justify things that they should be doing or, oh, I can make sense out of that. And sometimes that's not taking you where you want to go. That's taking you sideways and even backwards. So we have to be really cognizant of how we make our decisions and over time, I came up with a seven-step 
two-step decision-making process. And that is what I like to call one of the three books in this book, Decide Your Future, Right Direction, Star in Your Life. So you get my process. And when you make a decision for, I I don't know, for some of you, maybe for the first time in your life, you're 100% confident, you're not afraid to speak that decision, and you're not afraid to implement that decision. It's really so important that we feel good about what it is that we're doing. That's your self-esteem, people. That is what's going to propel you to the next level. You have to feel good about what you're doing. And Sometimes we make our decisions by default and we just can't allow that. We have to be really conscious. And um, I'm, sure, I'm sure that Jay has mentioned on many occasions that we're not making our decisions consciously. It's really the subconscious mind that's causing the things that you say, the things that you do. And so really to be more aware and to get a grip on what it is that you really want be able to articulate that and be able to make a decision very powerfully, this is what's going to change your life and your whole attitude about yourself. So, and I love that. Did you hear it, ladies and gentlemen? Do you hear hear her? Right? She's inspiring you already. She's already encouraging, right? Already, right? Right out of the gate. This is what Dr. C does. So, you talk about, uh, early on in the book, you talk about decide to notice... um, that we that we have we have a choice in everything and you have you can make a choice of three options you can change it you can quit it um, and you can accept it so talk about talk about our the choices that we really have when it comes to helping us make decisions maybe when it comes to some tougher times or tougher decisions well again I think this is when we really need to be more grounded and more aware and not allow justification to take over and and the other typical things that the human mind does. Your mind and my mind and everyone's mind is not wired to make great decisions. It's really not. It doesn't seem fair, but the truth is it's wired to take a lot of shortcuts and to be really efficient. So your brain thinks it's being efficient, but a lot of times your brain is taking you sideways and backwards. And and so, yes, we we do need to be conscious of what we're doing and we do need to think about it a little bit. And sometimes, I mean, even if someone was putting a gun to your head, you'd still have a decision. You could try to be faster than the gun. You could succumb to it. You know, you, you're always in control of what you do. I know the whole victim thing is really uh, popular. Right. <laughs> and and people, people really cling to that. They say, well, I had to do that. The truth is, you don't really have to do anything. Mm-hmm. Eventually, you know, you'll, you'll leave this plane and everything. But you don't really have to do anything. You're, I've heard some amazing decisions in my life uh, and some amazing cries for help. Um, I, I don't know why I'm thinking of this right now, but I was in Egypt many years ago, and this, this woman who was telling me how absolutely wonderful Egypt was and how it was the mother of all countries and the source of everything on earth and she was a fabulous Egyptologist 
I don't know. I must have a little sign on my set on my head that says, tell me everything. <laughs> but, but she walked over to me, sat down with me while a lot of people were just feet from the day looking at pyramids and things like that. She sat down next to me and she said, I hate it here. I want to come to America. I, I, I've divorced my husband. My whole family won't speak to me. I mean, this woman was really taking her life in her hands in a country like that. But yet even she knew that she had a decision. She knew that she didn't have to do anything. She knew that she had a life. And, you know, we, we take our lumps sometimes. My, my dad used right. to say, take your lumps, you know, instead of, <laughs> oh, yeah, this is a bad thing happened. Take your lumps. <laughs> you know? And uh, that's not probably as popular now with parenting as when I was a little kid. But, um, you know, if you want to learn from my dad's wisdom, definitely read the book. Jay and I talked about that a little bit. <laughs> but, um, but anyway, we always do have a choice. And you can, if you're going to not make a change, don't continue to complain about something. Right. Okay? Don't continue to complain. Accept it then. If you're not going to do anything, accept it. And if you're ready to do something, do it, but make a plan. If you have to, write it down, implement it, and, and be 100%. That's, that's something that my seven steps will give you, the seven steps that are in the middle of the book. You know, you uh, know, what's so funny is I was, about to, I was about to quote you, and you did the quote. <laughs> I, here's the, so I was about to quote what the quote. The quote is, is if you cannot decide to make a change – you may be accepting the unacceptable. Yeah, for sure. Yes. And, and nobody should accept the unacceptable. We have to be cognizant of what we want and we have to know. So often we are being led by others mm. and it's, it's okay to be a follower and, and you'll have your chance to be a leader and you'll have your chances in life to be a follower, but at least be aware and make sure whatever you're following, you really believe, because I think right now um, there is a lot of group think in the world. Yeah, totally. And I think so often people aren't even thinking their own thoughts, Jay. They're just thinking other people's thoughts and mm. regurgitating those thoughts aloud just mindlessly, mm. just repeating them over and over. And you know what happens when you repeat things over and over? I think you know what that's called. It's an affirmation, and right. people start to believe it. When you say things over and over, you'll believe them. So at least if you're going to talk that stuff, talk some good stuff to yourself, because whatever you keep saying, you're going to believe it after a while. The mind does that. Mm. And um, as, as you said, I lecture around the world on the brain. I want people to take their brains back, <laughs> get control, because it feels so good to do what you want to do. You know, I, when my father died, I, I suggested a few things to my mother. And, and she said, I've been doing what your father wanted to do for 50 years. And now I want to do what I want to do. And she was the follower. But she wanted to do what she wanted to do. Right. And so, so uh, sometimes it's your time to be a follower or your choice. And that's okay if that's what you want, but at least do it because you want to do it. Make that what you really want. Be clear on it. 
And if you make your decisions from a place of power where you're, where you really have a system that will lead you to confidence with what you're doing, you've got to have confidence. You've, you've got to feel good about what you're doing. If you don't feel good about what you're doing, you're not going to have good self-esteem. And you know what that leads to? More poor decisions. Mm. And poor decisions lead to a poor outcome. Mm. The, the sum of your decisions is your life. So mm. if you don't like where you are today, accept the fact that you've done what you've done. Forgive yourself and let's start making some good decisions right now. That's awesome. And that's, I mean, that's kind of it in the nutshell, right? Yeah, well, it, it is. It, we're talking with uh, Dr. C. Alman Scott here on A New Direction. Hey, I just want to let you know that A New Direction is brought to you by inline business brokers and advisors. They partner with business owners when it's time to sell their business. Are you a business owner? At some point, you're going to need the services of an experienced business broker. Well, inline is internationally known as the business brokerage, and, and they they know that selling your business is a big decision. So make sure you build your deal team, starting with the experts at Inline Business Brokers and Advisors. And you can learn more by going online to inline.com. That's E-N-L-I-G-N.com. And also Linda Craft and Team Realtors. doesn't matter where you're at in the world. They can help match you with the right expert to help you sell your home or buy your home. And they're located in Raleigh, Durham, Chapel Hill, known as the Research Triangle Park, but they can help you anywhere. And if you want to learn more, you can learn more by finding out why they are the legends of customer service. They've been doing it for 35 years, and they continue to do so. So talk to the legends and the experts at Linda Craft and Team, and you can find out more by going to www.lindacraft.com. And by the way, did you know that 69% of podcast listeners say they became aware of a product or service through podcasts that they listen to? That's right. They're also some of the most active social media users in the world. Listen, if your company is looking to, to be a sponsorship for a podcast, why not check out A New Direction? We are worldwide. We literally are worldwide. We're all over the world, every continent. And people, our audience has just just exploded. So if you're interested in becoming a sponsor of the of the of a new direction, contact me j at jizo.com. It's j a y at j a y i z s o dot com. And we're back here on a new direction with uh, Dr. C. Alman Scott and her book Decide Your Future. It's available on Amazon. It's an absolutely fabulous book. And as she has already said, it's really three books in one. And I really agree with her because this is uh, not just a book about decisions. This is a book about, it, it is a book about decisions, but it's not just that. It's also about uh, success and future and being encouraged and understanding how you do what you do in this world and how you can become better at doing what you do. Dr. C, I want to ask you something because I want to get a little psychologically geeky here. Because you said in the book, you said decisions are influenced by prospect theory. This thesis was defined, of course, by um uh, doctors diversity and common. So prospect theory demonstrates that a person will adjust their risk-taking behavior based on how a decision is framed. So talk to us a little bit more about how decisions are, how prospect theory um, actually does influence our decisions. You know, framing is something that we do all day, Jay. We're always framing things up and walking through the door. So it's really important that we take some responsibility or at least be aware of what it is that we're looking at and 
what is the real question there? Mm. Because if we're not framing our decisions properly, we may be asking ourselves the wrong question, mm. therefore not taking ourselves where we want to go. Mm. So reading about framing is really important. It, and um, I, I can't, I can't uh, discount that at all. That's, that is a real thing, people. Okay, now, prospect theory. I don't know why this is, but people really would rather avoid pain than gain pleasure. <laughs> and I, I'm well aware of this for over 25 years, that people, the things that they do, they either are doing them to avoid pain or to gain pleasure. And this theory that we're talking about really states that the human being is geared towards avoiding pain more than gaining pleasure. Well, think about that for a moment and realize that if you're doing that, are you ever really going to have pleasure or are you on a path to mediocrity where you're constantly avoiding pain? Um, yeah, I... I I would really like to go for the gusto. Right. I would really like to, you know, gain pleasure where I can. I mean, without, obviously, without hurting anybody. When you say that, it sounds almost selfish. But I, I certainly don't mean it that way. Um, I'm just saying, if, if, you're, if you're choosing, you know, where you're going to work, your occupation, your career, your job, whatever that is, do you want to avoid pain or do you want to gain pleasure? This is eight hours a day. Mm. Do you want eight hours? Or <laughs> for me, for me, it's a lot more than eight hours. Right. How about you, Jay? Oh, no, it's a lot more. <laughs> Trust me. Yeah, it doesn't end. You're probably like me. You take a break when you need to, and, and right. then sometimes you find yourself working at two in the morning. Yeah, or, but, or uh, getting up at three o'clock in the morning because you can't, you can't, your mind doesn't stop. Yeah, no, I get it. That's right. It's the passionate life. If if you when you when you really are are excited about what you're doing, sometimes you'd rather sleep, but you're so excited. I know. I know. It's crazy. So, so anyway, yeah, I think I think we just need to understand that. We need to guide ourselves to where we want to go and setting some clear intentions and framing things correctly is really, really important. So we have to be cognizant. Are we really answering the question? I mean, here's, here's a little example, okay? Let's say your, your friend is deciding whether he should marry, get married to Mary Jo. Okay. Maybe he needs to be asking himself if he should be getting married because maybe <laughs> right. he should not be getting married. Right. Maybe he's not mature enough to make a lifelong commitment. Right. So this is kind of what I'm saying with framing. You're, you're sometimes not really seeing the question that you need to be asking yourself. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, sometimes avoiding pain is taking a job that is going to pay you a certain amount of money, but you're going to be miserable all day long. And sometimes you might be better off doing something a little bit riskier so that you could do something you really love and finding a way to maybe lower your expenses mm. so that, you know, you can at least put yourself into this 
opportunity and give 100% and be happy about it, you'll probably end up making a lot more money that way. You see what I mean, right? Yeah, I do. I think one of the things, you know, that you talk about, and, you know, certainly I've I've talked about this too, and as I've talked around the country, as I've spoken around the world, and, and as I've coached um, clients, is that as human beings, and, and you make this point so clear, we have a tendency to fear loss more than desire gain. And so then making fear a greater motivator than hope. And, you know, it's really, it's really interesting because I was thinking about this from the standpoint of being a, a former collegiate athlete and, and beyond. And I, I got to be honest with you. I hate losing more than I like winning. The truth of the matter is <laughs> I, I, I'm such a bad loser. I really am. And I, I know that because I hate I hate to lose. I, there, that intensity of losing is almost unbearable. Winning feels great. Don't get me wrong. Winning feels great. It's awesome. I love winning championships. I think it's fantastic. But I got to tell you, man, losing hurts. And so there's a part of me that understands this, that, you know, mm. when it comes to when as human beings, you know, we really do, you know, we will look at something and go, man, man, this, yeah, you're right. This could be really good, but oh man, I could lose what I got right now. And, and that does become all of a sudden the motivator for some of the decisions that we make. Right. Right. And you know, I never really thought about that in terms of myself because I really do use my own formulas the best I can. Uh, Sometimes you may not have enough time to go through seven steps to do them perfectly, but after you get used to a certain feeling, you can use the intuition step a little bit more. And I think a lot of times people don't even know really what they're listening to. Are they really listening to that really divine, still small voice, or are they listening to justification or, or their ego? And you know, that's one thing that, that we need to get clear on because that's the difference between the right decision and the wrong decision. There, there is no doubt about that, but you know what? You just really opened a little, um, I just had a little self-realization on my own there. I used to have season tickets to the LA Lakers for (laughs) six years during Shaq and Colby's reign over the NBA. And let me tell you, when we would lose, I didn't like it. But winning, <laughs> but winning was everything. Right. Because when you're at a Laker game and you're sitting with your people in your section and you're having a great time, and I'm I'm telling you, we stood up for every basket. We were so insane. And, you know, just jumping out of our seats, jumping out of our seats. It was like a little exercise class. We're just, you know, <laughs> sit down, stand up, sit down, stand up. And it was, it was very powerful. But I realized I really like to win. And when I do lose, I'm a really good loser. And I'm happy to see that other person win occasionally. Now, if it's, if it's um, <laughs> dirty, you know, then that's another story. But if it's fair, hey, I'm okay with it. I'm really okay with it. Wow. I really like to win. Boy, I like to win. I do it's too. really fun. I do. I love winning. Oh, gosh. Winning is awesome. 
I just know that I hate losing so bad I will avoid it at all costs. <laughs> Um, when it, it's good to know yourself. I, it really is. Trust, trust, trust me. Thanks for, thanks for uh, introducing me to that side of myself. I'm going to remember that, Jay. That awesome. Was really awesome. Uh, see, I love that. You know, even even every now and then, you know what they say, right, in the country, they say even a blind bear catches a fish now and then. I did that right there. So uh, <laughs> one of the things that you... You're awesome. Don't, don't kid yourself. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Uh, so one of the things that you said, uh, and, and I think it's a lost art is that we don't often use critical thinking and that oh my it, oh my and, oh that's a big one oh, yeah boy. and that we oh yeah well you spent a great deal of time <laughs> in this book mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. uh you talk about you know proactively and skillfully you know um you know analyzing evaluating being clear rational disciplined uh having a factual based analysis um pur- purposeful evaluation Talk to us about critical thinking. What's why is that so important, and why is it such a lost art for us? Thanks, Jay. I I have to say, I think a lot of times people think that logic is going to take them to the right decision, and so often we employ logic, and it doesn't take us to the right decision because logic does not add up in every direction. Right. Logic is not enough. And I'm probably shocking a few people by saying this right now because I know you've been thinking that logic is really great. You know, you could you can listen to what your friend tells you what to do or you can use logic and come up with a higher quality of decision. But if you want a high quality decision, you're going to need to use more than that and and critical thinking. Oh my gosh. It's proactively and skillfully analyzing and evaluating information to reach an answer or conclusion. And, you know, it, it's very disciplined. It's, uh, people use logic. They use bottom-up logic, top-down logic. If you want to know all these little distinctions, uh, they're, they're all in the book, and I don't want to waste the hour on it. But what I am saying, there, there's actually a website. I don't know the people that run this website, but I noticed that there is a website, criticalthinking.com. Mm. And uh, certainly I talk a little bit about critical thinking and how to, how to really get your best decision uh, when you're analyzing, because mm. that is one of the steps, of course. Right. But uh, so often we think that if, if this is true, then this must be true. Well, a lot of times not. Right. So logic is a little short. It doesn't give you everything you need. So really learning how to think. And, you know, I talk a little bit about, uh, about the Greek, the ancient Greek, and right. how, um, how critical thinking really comes from the word kritikos, right. which means discerning judgment and standards, criterion, right. which is standards. And so you want to use discerning judgment based on standards. And logic is very, very, very short of that. Yeah, so it, it, you're, also, you're also thinking about things from your own perspective. When you come up with a decision, and i got to make this clear, this may be one of the most important things I say, your right decision is not the same decision that mm, I'm going to come up with. Mm. Because when I give you the seven steps, you're going to use the things that are important to you. You're not going to use the things that are 
important to Dr. C. Right. You're going to be doing your decision, and when you're done, you're going to have not my decision, but your own. But you can certainly employ these things, and they will work for you. I love, uh, we're, by the way, we're talking with Dr. C. Elman Scott. She is author of the book, you know, Decide Your Future. And the book is really is really three books in one because it's it's not just your future. It's about your success. It's about living your life to the full, living the life that you want to live, living the life that you desire to live, living the life that's inside you that you don't even know is inside you, um, but that she pulls out of you in this, in this book. And uh, I, I have to tell you, that uh, I was really, I really loved the idea of uh, you talking about critical thinking because I don't think we we spend enough time really, um, uh, really being critical about what how we think and how we start making these decisions. Um, and yeah, we can use logic, and then we can go the opposite way, right? We can get overly emotional about our decisions, but there's problems there too, right? Absolutely, we have to. You know, I love what you said at the beginning of the show. We have emotions, and that makes us human, and it's it's good stuff. But if you can't control your emotions, then I believe you are emotionally immature. Mm. And so we have to develop some kind of maturity because we can't always show how angry we are. And right. we have to also learn how not to be angry because that is going to be a real decision killer right there. When you make a decision out of anger, ooh, that's not going to work. So um, I, I, think, uh, I, I think where you're going with this is really great. Yeah. So, I mean, because one of the things that happens is when we try to try to mix the two, the logic and the emotional piece, this is where, and you talk about this really at length, is all the different biases that we have that influence our decision-making process. Right. Because right. Because we get mm-hmm. yeah. all, because all of a sudden we don't we don't want to think we're biased. Right. We, we, we want to think, oh, no, no, no. I am completely objective. I am liar, <laughs> liar. Do, do you know what that is, folks? That's <laughs> denial. Don't even know I am lying. That's what denial stands for. Put it out. Write it out. <laughs> don't even know I am lying. That's denial because we're all biased. And so what happens is. We, we have to be, those biases we need to be aware of. Talk about that a little bit at length because they, they do affect our decisions. Right. Yeah. Well, okay. Let's, let's take a couple of the biases. I have a long list of them in the, in the first part of the book. And um, we were talking about, uh, about theory and, you know, being more interested in, in um, avoiding pain than gaining pleasure. Mm. The temporal discount that your brain is wired to take is going to take a smaller reward sooner than a greater reward mm. for executing patience. If you want to be patient after calculation of each, the brain is going to want to take that smaller reward sooner mm. because it, it, it really has a harder time with delayed gratification. Some people can do delayed gratification and you kind of gear yourself to do that you get used to the idea you know my husband's a surgeon he had to go to uh gosh I I don't know did he go to 14 years of post high school education to become a surgeon I think so I think he had to go to pre-med for four years med school uh I I probably went to that many years too and he, he has, 
probably less respect for what I do than what he does. Uh, but but uh, you, you definitely wouldn't want me cutting in your in your body. Not as deep as he does. That I'm not qualified. For we don't that. want we don't wait, we don't want I'm you we don't want you doing the whipple. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, right. Yeah, the whipple. <laughs> how how you remembered that? That's very impressive. But I know what a Whipple is because I'm married to a surgeon, but a lot of people don't know. It's a four-hour surgery. But um, anyway. Bias. Let's talk about it. Let's go back to geared. We are geared to certain things and and to prejudices. Those are are our biases. Mm. And we like to confirm ourselves, the confirmation bias. And, I mean, I, I could tell you all kinds of biases, and when you read them, you'll say, oh, my gosh, I did that. Oh, my gosh, I did that. Yeah, we, 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 and we can have an emotional bias, right? When we, when we feel good, right, we have a feeling that's been triggered, and then all of a sudden what we do is because we feel good about it, we neglect the evidence, right? Right. Because we distort own... the facts because, because your, your emotional factors are taking hold and you're not paying attention to the facts. And, and you know, there, I think the thing about bias is, and there are so many of them, you know, the fundamental attribution error, there's, you know, attribution bias, there's confirmation bias, there's recency effect, um, you know, and, there, you know, the, uh, one of my favorite is corollary, corollary illusion. Right. That mm-hmm. which is a which is a bias. And, and, and here's the story I've used in my psychology class. You do something different with it in your book. But I tell I tell people that we are so good at corollary illusion. It's like, you know, people will make this this a fact. You know, every time I wash my car, a bird poops on it. Right. I mean, <laughs> right. That's corollary illusion. Uh, and, and you know, we start making all these correlations, which a correlation is not cause and effect. But we treat these corollary illusions as cause and effect. And when that happens, that creates a problem with our decision-making process, which is really inherent in all of these biases. You know, as you point out, is that every one of these biases, and there are a long list, by the way, folks, I'm not going to go through all of them. But the truth of the, the truth of the matter is, and, you know, you talk about this too, is that we have to recognize that we have them. And, and then what do we do about them when we recognize that we have them? Well, then, then you can, you know, sometimes just defining the problem allows us to make a decision to get bigger than the problem. When we don't realize the patterns that we're in, because a lot of these biases, they just, they're patterns in the way we behave. Uh, how we double down on things mm. to be, you know, in order to be right. Um, such a large part of psychology, and I know you know this, and you've been speaking this, I'm sure, for years and years. Being right, do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? And so many of these biases, what they do is they feed the ego, and um, I like to say the ego is edging God out. Mm -hmm. Some people say that the ego is healthy, and they'll tell you that, but Really, the ego, all it's really doing is it's trying to protect you from something, and that something is usually change. Mm. And so often, we want to go in a better direction. We want to have something nicer or create a nicer relationship with someone, or we want to have something better than what we had before. 
And so often this just keeps us in the status quo. The, the ego is, it's trouble. So you need to uh, just be able to recognize it when it's rearing its ugly head, and then you can tell it to go away and say some <laughs> affirmations and be bigger than it, and it'll, it'll shut up. <laughs> That's it'll awesome. It'll shut up for you. We're, we're, you're, you're listening to Dr. C. Almond Scott here on A New Digression, A New Direction, author of Decide Your Future. And A New Direction is brought to you by Inline Business Brokers and Advisors. They have literally helped thousands of clients in the sale and purchase of their business. They're internationally known. I am telling you, they are the real deal. They represent profitable, privately held companies with gross annual revenues in excess of a million dollars. They deliver the highest market value in the shortest amount of time with complete confidentiality. That is the registered trademark. And you can learn more about Inline by going to inline.com. That's E-N-L-I-G-N.com. And Linda Craft and Team Realtors, no matter where you're at in the world, they can help you find the right expert to help you sell your home or buy your home. And they are known as the legends of customer service when it comes to real estate. For over 35 years they've been doing it and there's a reason why so why don't you find out more by going to lindacraft.com it's l-i-n-d-a-c-r-a-f-t.com they are located in the research triangle park of raleigh durham and chapel hill so if you're in that area why not stop in and you know what they'll probably give you a free bottle of water matter of fact i can guarantee it that they will go to lindacraft.com l-i-n-d-a-c-r-a-f-t.com and uh, we thank them for their sponsorship and we're here on A New Direction talking to Dr. C. Almond scott and talking about her book, Decide Your Future. And uh, we have not talked about any of the steps yet at this point <laughs> because we've been talking. I know. Well, there's so much. This book has got, I mean, Dr. C., there's a lot in this book. I mean, you. you yes, three I'm, books. I'm yeah, I mean, it's, it. it's, it's a lot. Yeah. So let's, let's go ahead and let's start digging into the seven steps of. Um, deciding your future, deciding your success, deciding your better. Your number one step is take a stand. What do you mean when you say take a stand? I mean, really be intentional and know what's important to you. Know your, really, you can know your principles and stand for your principles. Stand for what it is that you want. And earlier in our conversation, we talked a lot, uh, a little bit about accepting the unacceptable. We definitely don't want to do that. So that is a reminder of that. Mm. And uh, taking a stand is really important. And really not, I, I think you can do do this without hurting other people too. Because so often we think that we need to be for something. Mm. And that means you're going to negate somebody else. But really, you can, Martin Luther King said, I believe something like, I, I'm paraphrasing here. Wouldn't it be great if everyone was for something and against nothing? Mm. So put all your energy into being for something. Don't worry about what you're against. Worry about what you're for. Mm, I love that. I think the other piece of this that you talk about in in taking a stand is that it's so easy for us. I mean, and psychological research has demonstrated this too, right? It's so easy for us to just go along with the crowd, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a lot about groupthink because we really need to get a grip on having our own thoughts, having our own intentions and creating the life that we want, not the life that everyone else wants for us. Mm. So, so, all right. So we gave them just like this little, this little tidbit of taking a stand. Let's move to step two, right? Here's your step two. Integrity always matters. What do you mean by it? Right. right? I mean, it sounds commonsensical, but give a little bit more insight into what you mean. Integrity always matters. 
okay, well, we can't, we, we're not going to make it through the chapter. So I'm just going to say, we really do need to think about our actions and we need to be true to ourselves, be true to yourself and others. And that's another way to earn self-esteem. If you keep the word, keep, keep your word to yourself, keep your word to others, your opinion of yourself will go up and you will make better decisions all time when you do that. Don't you think, though, that when it comes to integrity, right, don't you think that there is kind of a lost, uh, that we don't think about integrity as being, um, that we don't think about integrity as being, uh, as I, I don't know, do we not think about it as being as important anymore? I feel like pe- that, that integrity is something that, eh, you know, that integrity is not that big of a deal. Yeah, I I see it a lot. It's really sad. Um, I I was speaking to somebody. I, I won't I won't talk too much about politics, but they were saying that they were really excited that something was happening. And I said, well, if you turn the tables on that, would you want your party to be treated that way? And and it's not ethical. It's it's clearly not ethical. And you know, I I mean the person just clammed up a little bit mm-hmm. because they were, they were so happy that someone was stomping on someone else. And it really was not fair. It was not ethical. It was not legal and it was not right. Mm-hmm. And you know, this, this whole universe is a balanced universe. Mm-hmm. And when you manipulate things, you pull, you know, you throw a boomerang out there. And that boomerang is going to come back and hit you hard. So I always advise people not to manipulate, get used to it, get used to not manipulating. I I just haven't manipulated anybody in a long time. Children do it. And when you're young, you think you're smart when you do it. And what you're really doing is you're creating problems for yourself down the road. Hmm. And so, so many things will, will build you up when you become a better person and when you become the person you want to be, that you're happy with, that makes you happy, you're going to make great decisions. You're going to earn more money. You're going to have a better relationship with everyone you come in contact with. You're going to have better health because you're you're not going to settle for for the worst anymore. You won't. I I I just find that sometimes you know in, integrity is easy to lose. It's very difficult to regain. You know, mm. you, you know it's it just, can be, yeah. It, it's, I mean, because if you if you lose your integrity, man, that's it's hard. It's it's really hard because you have to make some huge behavioral, you know, changes in order to regain that reputation back of having integrity. And you know, and it's not, and we're not talking about hard things here. You know, we're you know we're talking about you know, doing what you say you're going to do. You're talking about being on time. You're talking about little things. And, and yet we can, you know, we often, you know, don't even consider how those little decisions that we're making, you know, as you point out in the book, we don't, we don't often consider, you know, what effects that those little decisions are having, uh, on our, um, on our integrity. Right. And every moment, that you make the right decision, you're advancing yourself, you're putting yourself in a better position than you were. Mm. You're going to reach the top easier if you, 
you know, are consistent with this. Consistency is always important in life. But, but boy, when you are really making good decisions moment by moment, mm. you're advancing so much faster. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on to step three. Timing is your window of opportunity. Right, and, and, and we know that we've all lost opportunities by waiting too long mm-hmm. or we we don't understand how long it takes to make a decision or we don't even ask when do you need this decision and I think that's where we start sometimes if someone's offering you an opportunity you need to know how long is that opportunity available right. and will they wait for a decision and then get to work on your seven steps and and make your decision if it's a if it's a big decision i mean the seven steps work for small decisions too right but i think it's important that we are really cognizant of timing because when we are we lose i mean gosh especially if you're focused on not losing out this is a very important step you talk about the power in this chapter you talk about the power of organization in yeah. in, in this chapter Talk, you know, go into because, you know, some of us will say and and listen, I I've had to learn to become more organized because I, I typically am, am not, I I I've I've struggled sometimes with you know being better organized in my life. Talk to us about the importance of organization. Well, I'll I'll tell you, we're we're kind of similar people. Jay, you and I are kind of similar people. Neither one of us really looks like the person that we really are. People that look like us frequently are not known for being the great thinkers. (laughs) I mean, really. Um, We have decided that we really care and we have a huge passion for it. And we want other people to be able to organize their life and think Mm. for themselves and all that. But I I really think that, um, that... it's really hard to keep within your timing if you're not organized right. because you will lose out on steps and factors and you have to you have to keep things at least organized enough that you know what you're doing and you know i i, I understand that uh so many people that love self-help books and love the kind of things that we do like audiobooks i get that um, and uh, it's really nice to have a hard copy of a right. book like this because when you do go through your seven steps, sometimes you'll just reach for the book and you'll just you'll just cruise right through your seven steps. And it's a lot harder to do that with an audio book, but it's part of staying organized and um, skipping around that a lot of times messes with your organization. I know it messes with mine when I just, you really got to write things down. <laughs> yeah, well, well, we could get a little haphazard, you know, where, yeah. where, you know, where we think, you know, we we think that we know what we're doing, but we're all over the place, and so then what happens is we, right. we, we hey, up, that's just another cognitive bias. We think we know what we're doing, right? <laughs> it is another so, cognitive bias. Yeah, absolutely, we, and and I tell people all the time, you know what? I better go write that down. Yep. You know, send me a text message about that. If it doesn't get written down, it doesn't get done. 
And you know what was written down, folks? This book is written down, and it's available both in Kindle and in, you like what I did there? Uh, it's available both in Kindle, and it's also uh, available for you. I, I think it's a paperback, right? Or is it Howard back too? You can fit it in your luggage. You can take it everywhere. <laughs> you can take it everywhere. Sure. Yeah, so right. uh, I, I have the Kindle version, and uh, it's available paperback and Kindle version, and, and uh, it's... It's absolutely an outstanding read, and I cannot believe that we've been on for almost an hour. Um, it has gone so fast, Dr. C, and it has been an absolute pleasure to have you on A New Direction. And so thank you, um, because it, this, thank you, James. this has been... Because somebody like you, you make me a better person as well, oh, and I am you. deeply appreciative of that. Mm-hmm. I really I really appreciate the time. Thank you. So here's what I do. You know, Dr. C, uh, the show's called A New Direction because we try to help people find a new direction in their life, their career, or their business, or all three. If you could leave um, the listeners that from all over the world who are listening in a variety of different ways, if you could leave them with a new direction based on your book, Decide Your Future, what would Dr. C. Allman Scott leave them with as their new direction? Well, I, I really think that if it's within you to do something, you can do it. You don't get the idea in your soul without the blueprint to carry it out. So I think it's really important that we think about what we want to do and what we want to be in this life. And certainly, I'd love to give you a more capable mind. You don't need to have a PhD to use seven steps. I just made this so easy that a high school student can do this. So I want you to be able to feel 100% confident with everything you do. And sometimes when you do those seven steps, it may not add up to let's, let's go. It's time to go. Maybe it's time to think about it or, or reframe it and do it in a different way that would uh, be more feasible. But I have to tell you, the third part of this book is how to get over on that. How are you going to do it even when the chips are down? And so that's the third part of the book that we didn't get to talk about. And it is very powerful. And I do give you my secrets, my spiritual secrets, how I set my mind. And uh, you'll have joyous breakthroughs with that. And you'll, of course, have better communication, better relationships. You'll have a lot more self-respect. And I want you to have greater awareness and energy because then you're going to be able to cross the finish line. You're going to be able to do it. And I just stand for everybody in this world to get something that is so meaningful for them and to have a wonderful life. If everyone had a wonderful life, wouldn't this be a wonderful planet? That's what I'm looking for. I, that's my vision. I just want to see everybody do exactly what they want to do and have have the kind of life that they want to have because it will be a wonderful, wonderful planet when that happens. Her name is Dr. C. Allman Scott. We called her Dr. C. all day. She's unbelievable. The book is entitled Decide Your Future. It's more than that. It's actually three books. It's about deciding your success, taking taking control of your life so that you can live the life that you always wanted to live and live the life that you always dreamed of living, the life that... Maybe you think that your circumstances have taken over what is can be can't be because you you say I can't be this. She tells you something different, and she's got seven steps in this book that will help you lead there and more. 
She's been great. Show's called New Direction. You know what I say to you every week, right? Be inspired because when you're inspired, that means that you can inspire someone else. And in turn, they can inspire others and that can make this world a great place. I'm going to be back next week with another great guest and I look forward to seeing to you, seeing you. And so as I say every week, ciao, everybody. And the answers don't make sense You got to keep your hope alive You got to know you can survive This is your